everyone. Good morning and welcome to episode eight of High Scores and High Spots, your podcasting home for all things wrestling and video games. We have a fantastic show lined up for all of you today. I'm really looking forward to this one. I am Ryan. With me is the podcasting predictions champion, my older brother, Nathan. Today on High Scores and High Spots, schlong selfies? Is it a good way of protesting? You be the judge. <laughs> Turn into a fucking news cover. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, we, we're going to have a lot of fun on this show. We're going to be talking Raw and NXT, but we're also going to be doing a uh, little fantasy booking of an uh, AEW and WWE uh, crossover show. We'll, t- we'll, we'll discuss why we're going to do that in a second. Also, we're going to be talking the history of one of the best franchises, one of the greatest franchises, one of the most popular franchises of all time, Grand Theft Auto. But We've got a little bit of news to get to, Nathan, in the world of video games. So let's pick up the joysticks. Let's push some buttons and let's button mash these stories. All right. Well, let's start off with uh, let's start with our little opener here, Ryan. Uh, some penises. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, last <laughs> podcast, we talked about how uh, the creator of uh, God of War was getting dick pics. Uh, and uh, all kinds of other nasty messages towards them because they had not released the release date of God of War Ragnarok. And, uh, well, now they have. I am going to hope that this is just a coincidence and that they did not release this release date just because of this. I'm hoping that they had always planned to release the release date on this day, but uh, the release date is November 9th. Of this year, so it is coming out this year, holiday season. Huh. So people can now plan and quit bitching. <laughs> plan your days off to play God of War, apparently. But uh, yeah, what a crazy story! I I really hope that, that the people didn't get their way because they sent him big pics. Oh mean, God, I, I hope not. That, that could set a precedent. Let me tell you. I hope not. My God, that's. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's so crazy. Uh, Ryan, we got new consoles everywhere all of a sudden. Uh, we got Nintendo. So, uh, a couple days ago, Ryan, they privated their two uh YouTube videos where they launched, uh, showed the uh, Switch Lite and the OLED. Both of those videos, whenever they're hyping them up. They privated them to where you couldn't see them anymore. And uh, everybody was kind of wondering what that was all about. Everybody's expecting, you know, oh, something big's happening. Something big's happening, Ryan. <laughs> and we do get a new uh, Switch model, Ryan, but it is nothing too special. It's uh, a new Switch OLED Splatoon style. You get Splatoon-themed Joy-Cons and a Splatoon-themed uh Deck thing, you know, the what yeah. looks like a dock. The dock. So yeah. Not the not the big huge announcement I think everybody was hoping for, but you know, it's a new console. I guess. I technically I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, I mean if you're into a lot of people like to collect consoles and they like to collect these special edition consoles. So, I mean, it's cool for that. And if you haven't got an OLED and you're into Splatoon, this is probably the best of both worlds. Um, I will never be getting an OLED. I don't see the point in it. Um, I already have a Switch. I don't need two Switches. I already have two Switches in this house. I don't need three. Um, but, I mean, this is cool. I, it's, you know, it's a very cool... Uh, yeah, I don't think this is why they were stockpiling all the all the. Uh, I got. I hope not. <laughs> Hopefully, there's something else. That'd be a lot um, for just this. If they're really expecting this to sell a lot, then maybe. But yeah, yeah, uh, we got another new console, Ryan. I gotta uh, see if you can look up the name of this console, Ryan. It's a uh, it's a a console for uh. Uh, was it Web3 Gaming or some shit? Like, it's all the, you know, the Roblox games and all that shit. All those games where you 
pump a bunch of cash into. Well, there's a console coming out dedicated just for those kinds of games, Ryan. Uh, yes, it's uh, from Polyum. The Polyum yeah. 1. Yeah, this thing, Ryan, oh my. You can tell that it's made for just money-hungry sons of bitches because there's a wallet button where you can hit that button and bring up your wallet with your cryptocurrency yeah. to buy shit or whatever. And it's it's, oh it's literally an NFT um, yeah. gaming console. Yeah. What do we all it is? Um, I don't see how this is going to go over any NFTs as a whole, and even like Bitcoin, all that are actually on the decline right now. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to realize this is a bad idea, and uh, Bitcoin is losing a lot of its value. Um, NFTs are not going for as much as they used to be, and people are starting to not get involved in that. I this seems just such a this is just a company just trying to capitalize on that shit. Um, we'll see if it works. I, I won't be picking one up, <laughs> but you know, it will run multiple blockchains. I don't know what that means. I dude, it goes into a lot of lingo that I have no fucking clue. About. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much a cryptocurrency NFT gaming system, which I don't know how that how that works or why it works and, and what's the point and I don't like I said. I I know nothing about NFTs. I know nothing about cryptocurrency. Um, I have stayed away from that side of the internet, and I never want to get down it. So I don't know what the benefit of this is. I don't know why you would want this. I don't know why you would need this. Um, I I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, it, it's really really bizarre. Really bizarre. Uh, let's see here, Ryan. Uh, Skyrim. Yeah, we're talking about Skyrim. In 2022. I don't know how this, I don't know. This, this Grand Theft Auto Five just will not die. Uh, Skyrim, Ryan, is getting a co-op mod to get the full release this week. Where you can play co-op, apparently, in Skyrim. I don't know how the hell that works. But that'll be interesting, I guess. Hmm. Is that enough to bring you back to Skyrim, Ryan? Probably not. Um, okay. I never was in Skyrim to begin with. Um, I was never a big Skyrim guy. Now, if they make a new Skyrim or a new Boulder's Gate or whatever it's actually fucking called, maybe. But Skyrim, it's it's done. I've, you I've say Boulder's Gate and Skyrim in the same thing. Whatever the actual name. What's Skyrim's? What's the, the, it, it's not just Skyrim. Elder Scrolls? Elder Scrolls. That's what I was thinking of. Um, they make another oh, boy. like a whole new. I'm gonna get hate for that one. <laughs> I think we just lost all our credibility. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "Did you really just say <laughs> Boulder's Gate?" And <laughs> yes. Um, well, that tells you right there that I have, I'm not very much in this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, let's see here, Ryan. Here's a here's a strange news story that's gonna lead right into our gaming history. Are you ready for this? Uh. Apparently, Rockstar was going to make a remastered version of Grand Theft Auto 4 and uh, Red Dead Redemption, the first one. But then they uh, kind of decided, yeah, let's just work on Grand Theft Auto 6, which is probably the better decision. But, um, Ryan, would you want a remastered version of Grand Theft Auto 4? Um, well... I probably would have said yes um, if the Trilogy Edition remasters was not a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. I feel like if those would have went a lot better, then I think GTA 4 remaster would have been awesome because GTA 4 is, is a great game. Um, and it, it was it was you know, it was the first one on like the was it? But no, was that Xbox 360? Yeah, so it was the 360 era of the well, the beginning of the 360, and then Grand Theft Auto Five has been around for three generations now. But Grand Theft Auto Four was the first next gen at that time, PS3, Xbox 360 game. It was really good for its time. Uh, they took a lot of shit away, which we'll get into when we get to our uh, history. Um, but yeah, the original Red Dead, um, Red Dead Redemption, um, 
another great game, but I just I'm not really that into remasters. I mean, if I want to pick them up, I can go to a game store and pick them up on the 360 and play them. You're just gonna make them look all fancy, Ryan. Make yeah. But yeah, well, that worked with the uh, GTA uh, San Andreas, didn't it? Yeah. Um, that so might be another factor of why. I'm pretty sure that's the factor. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's more of a factor than GTA 6. I'm pretty sure it was, oh, the trilogy didn't do too well. Maybe people don't want this. <laughs> yeah. And people yeah. wanted it. People, that, people wanted it. They just didn't execute it in a way to make people want it. <laughs> they, they didn't. I don't know why. Great. Uh, Rockstar themselves didn't handle it. They outsourced it to another company. I don't know why Rockstar themselves just didn't want to do it because they probably would have done it better. Than... They're, too, they're, too, they're too busy doing DLC for Grand Theft Auto Five for the 100th time. Uh, yeah, all right, Ryan, man. let's get into some let's get into the gaming history here. Yes. So gr- we already mentioned it. Let's get into Grand Theft Auto's franchise. Grand Theft Auto. Uh, one of the most uh, controversial game franchises of all time. One of the, but the Grand Theft Auto Five is the highest selling game of all time. Um, still around, you know, originally came out on the 360. Still around. Uh, Grand Theft Auto One though was originally released in November of 1997 for the computer, and then it came out on the PlayStation in 19 uh, in 97 as well in December, and then uh, it also came out on the Game Boy Color. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2 and then uh, London were top-down. Um, which... Yes. So, Ryan, with the beginning of Grand Theft Auto, you know, here's the thing. You know, everybody hated on, like, they all jumped on Mortal Kombat, you know, for the blood. And they jumped on uh, a couple other games for the violence and stuff. But Grand Theft Auto, before it got to 3D, Basically, before Vice City, it was still just as violent, just as heavy on the cussing. Yeah. Just as uh, just as heavy in the racial stuff and gang warfare and like it was, it was pretty raunchy. And uh, but yeah, I think because it was top down in the art style, I don't think anybody notices as much. And uh, 90s and early 2000s is when more like like teenagers were like rebels. You know, we all wanted to cut. We all wanted to watch stuff we weren't supposed to watch in the 90s and 2000s. We had South Park. We had Beavis and Butthead. It was uh, it was a this, this game was definitely of this era. Um, yeah. Um, so there's been, we all know Grand Theft Auto. We know um, they actually have a ton of, like, you know, there's the main franchise. There's one, two, three, Vice City, San Andreas, four and five. That's your main franchise. But they also had a bunch of uh, like spinoffs, um, non-main franchise packs. Um, they had London 1969 and London 1961, which were spinoffs as an expansion pack for the original Grand Theft Auto. Um, and then four had The Lost and The Damned. Um, they also had The Ballad of Gay Tony, which was yeah. also off of Grand Theft Auto 4. Um, and then you had a bunch of handheld games, uh, Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories, and Chinatown Wars. Um, Vice City Liberty City Stories actually ended up coming out on the PS2 as well. Um, but Chinatown Wars is the only, to this day, the only, like, handheld Grand Theft Auto games that ever come out that never got released anything else. Right. Um, obviously, you can't talk Grand Theft Auto without the controversies. Um, every game that's come out has had either controversies or lawsuits. We'll go through them real quick. Grand Theft Auto, originally the first incarnation, uh, controversial right out of the gate. Um, the game was condemned in Britain, Germany, and France. Uh, Brazil banned it outright. Um, Brazil basically uh, d- did not let this game happen. Grand Theft Auto 2 kind of went out without any controversies. They were kind of the one that kind of... Uh, Which you know. is crazy because I played that one recently. That one is all about gang warfare. Yeah. And 
and it's all kinds of racist stuff in it, and the cussing is insane, and yeah. I don't know how that one didn't get banned, but the first one did. Um, Grand Theft Auto 3 came out. It was the first one that had 3D graphics, which really sent this one over the top. Um, this game, just everybody hated this game. Uh, this game was the, the 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 parents were off the charts on this one. Um, obviously, the thing that everyone talks about was you could have sex with a prostitute and then take your one money back. Um, that was the thing that a lot of people jumped on with this game. Um, but you know, being 3D and uh the, the amount of blood and violence and, and sex and drugs was what really put that one over top vice city yeah oh, when vice city came out though it took it to another level ryan because grand theft auto 3 like you said it was the first time it was 3d and you can it, going back now you can tell it yeah. was very limited yeah on what you could do in that game compared to vice city Um, Vice City came out, and what really put Vice City in controversy was the mission where you had to instigate, in, instigate a gang war between Haitian and Cuban gangs. Um, that one uh, pissed off, you know, Haitians and Cubans, obviously. Um, but this one was set in the 80s, um, which drugs were high, um, and this game was basically just all about drugs. And yeah. uh, people did not like that. <laughs> But despite all of this, every game sold wonderfully. And then San Andreas came around and really blew the cap off everything. Uh, the hot coffee. Do you remember hot coffee, Nathan? Do you remember that going yeah, around? Yeah. So hot coffee that. was a mod. It wasn't even in the official game, which is insanity. This game, it wasn't even in the official game. Um, it's not playable, but you could mod it in. So basically, hot coffee was a mini game where you had sex. Um, but the clothes were on, um, th there wasn't even really anything, but since people modded it in, everyone fucking freaked out. And so the game actually ended up getting an adults only rating. Um, yeah. So here's the thing about that. This is still Grand Theft Auto really, cause it's, you know, we're talking about that, but you know, the weird thing about that is Ryan, God of War. Yeah. There's boobies. Well, not only is there boobies. The very first thing you do in that game, in the first game, is have sex with two chicks. And there's button controls. You have to hit the button at the right time to get them to the climax. Ryan, how was that okay? Yeah. But this hot coffee thing wasn't. Like... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get that, man. Granted, Auto's always gotten a really bad name for their games, and... Yeah, you can do, you know, all this crazy shit and you can you can shoot people and do whatever. But is it really any worse than any other mature rated video game? Like you know, like Manhunt, another Rockstar game. Manhunt got taken off shelves because it was so gory and bloody. I mean, Grand Theft Auto gets a bad name because it's just it, I guess cuz it's everything. There's sex, there's drugs, there's violence, there's cussing, there's you know, it's everything rolled into one, but I don't really know if it's worse off than other mature rated games that they've been. Yeah. Uh, but San Andreas, uh, so basically the game got an adults only rating. Um, yeah, San Andreas got an adults only rating. It was then take two was forced to re-release the game in order to get an M rating. And they had to make sure that the hot coffee code was taken out of the game and so it could not be modded. Um, but again, right. it was all clothed. I don't understand the big wahoo over this. It, yeah. I mean, I guess um, kids can play it, but at the same time, that goes back to the parents letting their kids buy an M-rated game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was definitely the, probably my favorite one of the Grand Theft Auto series. Uh, yeah, San Andreas. It was a best. big game. It was a big game compared the, to, I mean, the next one, Uh, San Andreas, 
I thought was the most well-rounded game. The missions were all fun. You had a lot of side missions you could do with this tagging. And, but you also had to eat. You could work out. You could go to the casino. You could do, there was so much stuff you could do. And then ever since then, you know, it, it's, it's been, it, they've taken so much out and it's kind of sucks. Uh, four took a lot out. It looked better, but it, it, to me, I would rank San Andreas one um, as yeah. far as GTA games. Five would be number two. Um, and then I'd go four. And then, well, no, because Vice City I liked a lot too. Because of the 80s. Yeah. Um, so, it's just good because of the soundtrack. Yeah. So, yeah. in terms of total map size, Grand Theft Auto 5 is the biggest. Um, GTA San Andreas would be number two. And then GTA 4 would be number three. GTA Vice City is four. And then GTA 3 is five. Because the maps on the other ones don't matter because they're all they weren't really, you know, much to look at. So it tells you, man, San Andreas came out on the PlayStation 2 era and it has a bigger map than GTA 4, which came out like, years later. So yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, GTA and San Andreas has like the map on it, so because they have that whole there's a whole countryside where, where you're like, you know, there's like the the, the, the country, and but then they also have like the Las Vegas part of it. Which is great. I mean, I think San Andreas was the perfect GTA game. Uh, five is good, but I still think the story of San Andreas is better than the story of Five. Um, well, story of Five, you got three different characters. It took me going out. all over the place. Yeah, the story yeah. of Five was too much. Um, the three people you had to play as, and it was. I understand they were, where they were they, going. They were all assholes. <laughs> yeah, there was not one person I liked in GTA Five. GTA San Andreas, CJ is. Just literally trying to get his life back. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, yeah. So, overall, Grand Theft Auto, Nathan, what are your thoughts on this? Did you think the, you know, being as, did you, did, did you think this game would be, we would still be here in 2022 without GTA 6? <laughs> I, yes, that definitely surprised me. I cannot believe Grand Theft Auto 5 is insane. I, I, it's only because of the online community and all the mods and all that stuff. Yeah. That, that's what's keeping this thing going. But yeah, it's just the game as a whole, though, I cannot believe it's still going. It's crazy. I, and I, it's definitely, like you said, it's the most highest selling game of all time. And uh, yeah, so uh, when, when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out, we'll see if they crank it up a notch or, we, or if it's like the. San Andreas the four situation where they take stuff out or yeah we'll see what um overall even as a kid I know people you know oh, you put it as a kid but I played Grand Theft Auto since I was really young um no negative effects I can say I've never wanted to go kill somebody in real life because I played a video game so um but you know it's a, it's a video game you're supposed to escape the real world you do stuff in a video game you'd never really do in real life and that's what I think video games are for. Grand Theft Auto as a series is insane. Um, I still like when Grand Theft Auto 5 came out, I really didn't think we would be here, you know, almost 10 years later without a sequel. <laughs> like, um, and still, you know, we have no real news on Grand Theft Auto 6 other than it's coming at some point. And that, yeah. that's all that's we've heard. Crazy. Um, I, you know, it's going to be one of the most hyped games ever. Um, oh, which is, yeah. it's going to be crazy. Um, I, there's the rumors, you know, it could take place being on next gen. Like now it's going to be, it's going to be a PlayStation five and Xbox series X exclusive. I can almost guarantee that. Oh yeah. I think they would be able to do it in a way where you're not just stuck in one city anymore. Um, you would think. You would because there's games like The Crew. Have you heard of The Crew? Yes, yes. You can drive across from city to city in that game. Yeah, like there's multiple true. cities in that game. Granted, it's just all in a car, so it's easier to do because you're not out on foot and you can't. But I feel like this game could have the potential to be everything. Now, even if it was just a cutscene where you're driving <laughs> from one city, I, I would I'd be okay with that. Um, give me more maps. Yeah. So um, I, but overall, though, yeah, Grand Theft Auto. 
probably, probably going to go down as one of the greatest video game franchises of all time, even with all the controversies. I mean, uh, so yeah, that tells you the controversy. Like it withstood all these controversies. You know, it, it from the day one, from the moment it was released, this game was condemned and it should have never made a sequel. And they kept turning them out, and then it became. I mean, Rockstar is Rockstar because of Grand Theft Auto. Oh yeah, like that they would have never made it if they wouldn't have been Grand Theft. If this series would have never made it, so. You know, it, it stands the test of time, and and yeah, once it's all said and done, Grand Theft Auto will be probably the greatest franchise ever, um, especially from Grand Theft Auto Three. Grand Theft Auto Three well, on. Not ever, Ryan, but it's gonna be one of the top five. Uh, uh, all right, all right, Ryan. Let's move on to let's move on to the wrestling world, Ryan. All righty then, wrestling. Uh, we've got a couple shows to get to um, that we're gonna talk about, which is gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, let's start off with Monday Night Raw, Ryan. It was. Uh, this was the July 4th yeah, episode all, of Monday Night Raw. You were all hyped up after uh, after Money in the Bank, but yes. then, then now you, yeah. Yes. Yes, I was. Um, Bobby Lashley kicked off the show. The yeah. new Monday, or the new United States champion. Um, he talked, you know, because he's United States champion, and it's July 4th. So that's basically, it was, hey, USA. Um. And then, uh, and then theory came out theory comes out with the money in the bank briefcase says you know why are you kicking off raw uh i won money in the bank i'm the youngest money in the bank in wwe history um basically this leads to theory saying that at SummerSlam he just got word that he will be getting his rematch for the united states title at SummerSlam, and then he also said that he is going to cash in his money in the bank contract and he will be the youngest WWE champion in history. Um, is so, that yeah. true? Is he younger than Randy Orton? Uh, how old is Theory now? Let me see. How old is Austin? Now? I don't know. If that's true. Austin Theory. Is... Maybe the youngest combined champion. Maybe Austin the Theory kid. is twenty-four. <laughs> yeah, Randy Orton was younger than that, wasn't he? Randy Orton when he won the, ch- the world title. Randy Orton was 24. Oh, okay. Well, maybe there's a... It would go down to... It would go down to when they were born. All right. Randy Orton was so, born April 1st. Austin Theory was born August 2nd. So, uh... That is not true, then. So Orton would have him beat by like a couple months. Yeah, so that is not true. Anyway, so what I get out of this, Brian, which bumped me out, is uh, we're definitely not getting the John Cena match at SummerSlam like everybody thought. Nope. Uh, it's going to be Theory Lashley main event or rematch. Um, and then Theory basically claims that he's going to cash in his money in the bank. We'll see if he actually does it because heels never actually, you know. Yeah. Um, what I could see happening is he's going to cash it in, and then whoever wins, whether it be Roman or Brock, just destroys him right when he comes down to the ring. And so he never gets to cash in on that night. I figure that. And I'm sure he'll hold on to it for a while. I don't see Theory cashing in anytime soon. No. Um, uh, all right, Ryan, what was next on the show? Uh, then we had Dominic and Rey Mysterio versus The Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Bauer. Finn Bauer coming out with pants. Weird. Wasn't used to that. Uh, this was a good, you know, okay tag team match. Um, basically, Ray Mysterio pulls in Eddie Guerrero, throws a chair at Bauer, uh, and then he falls down, pretending to get hit by the chair. Referee turns around and calls for the disqualification. Ray and Dominic get the win by DQ. Well, so much for Finn Balor leading a great group, you know, because now they're just they just got pranked on. I mean, come on, like what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, the Miz had an interview where he just talked about Logan Paul. Um, um, and then uh, basically the end of the promo says Miz said tonight he's going to show everyone that he has American supersized balls. 
Um, then we had a Fourth of July party that the uh, Street Profits were throwing. Yeah, they had a hot dog eating contest. So they said that's gonna happen. Yeah, Otis is Otis. Otis is just back to that now. Yep, apparently. Uh, AJ Styles and The Miz wrestled a match. That's about all I can say. AJ got the win. Um, after the match, Champa attacks AJ Styles, and then him and Miz shake hands. So I guess finally we're acknowledging that these two are together. I mean, Champa's helped him out like every week. We're finally acknowledging yeah. that Champa and Miz are a unit, an item, a, a team. Where did fucking all we go, by the way? I told you, man. They I bring told him back. I had no faith. They bring him back for what? A month? God damn. And then we had the SmackDown Women's I, Champion, Liv Morgan, come out because this is Raw. Yeah. I mean, technically, oh, I guess awesome. she was a Raw superstar. So she was on the Raw brand. She won the SmackDown title. Uh, Liv cuts a promo. Uh, you know, she got a good. When are they just going to combine those women's titles, too? I mean, fuck. Uh, she gets a big You Deserve It chant. Um, then I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. um, and then Natalia comes out. Natalia, Natalia. Natalia talks about the only reason Liv was able to cash in on Ronda is because she hurt her with the sharpshooter. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Carmella then comes out. She says, you know, Carmella was like, yo, this isn't, this isn't SmackDown, <laughs> which she had a point. <laughs> um, she says that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Basically, this leads to uh, Bianca come out. And so we had a tag team match. Playa? Back from the commercial, it's Bianca and Liv, the two champions versus Natalia and Carmella. Hmm. Who's going to win this a, match? Yeah, we had a tag team match with two SmackDown people. Honorable. Two champions teamed up, got the win. Uh, Liv hits the Oblivion uh, to get the win on Natalia. That's the name of her move? Yep. Why? I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Um, almost an MVP, I guess, now uh, going for the 24-7 title. Um, oh, my God. This all happened during the uh, barbecue again. And then uh, Ezekiel was putting some ketchup onto a hot dog, and he squirted it. Squirted it. And Seth Rollins on the Seth Rollins beautiful jacket. And Rollins starts to laugh and then he walks away, which leads to hey, Seth Rollins and Ezekiel. Shocking. They're wrestling because Ezekiel put ketchup on his jacket. Yeah, well, not only that, we still have Ezekiel. You know, you would think that concert would have showed there to be something that people still want him to be alive. Because this Ezekiel thing, yes, they had a good match here. They had a great match. I'll give them that. Yeah, this was good. But pretty sure he could have the same great match if he was fucking alive. And um, he would actually be over with the crowd. Very good. Uh, very good ending sequence to this match. I really liked the ending. Um, yeah. Ezekiel went for a backslide. Seth kicked out. Immediately hit the stomp. Gets the win. Um, after the match, he was going for another one, but Riddle comes out of nowhere and hits an RKO. Literally out of nowhere. <laughs> Why? Uh, you know, they're still feuding, I guess. I didn't know they were feuding in the first place. They've been feuding for a while. I guess, you know, they got Seth to do something, so I guess they're going with Riddle. Um, uh, then we cut to the hot dog eating contest where Andrew Dawkins and Otis are going at it, but apparently Akira Tozawa was in it, too. And Akira Tozawa uh-huh. won the hot dog eating contest. Uh, that leads to Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits versus Theory and the Alpha Academy. Once again, the Street Profits were on their A game. I think Dawkins heard all the talk about the breakup and that Ford's going to be the breakout star. And that, and I think Dawkins took that personally because he has been on another level this past couple of weeks. Um, yeah. uh, Bobby and the Street Profits get the win. Lashley hits Otis with a spear. Um, and then uh, Otis pukes. <laughs> great WWE man I tell you what top of the food chain WWE um, can't say anything else <laughs> oh my gosh uh, then R-Truth came out dressed as Uncle Sam 
I'm talking about. There you know, was more comedy in this show. Yeah, this was terrible. Than, I mean, my God. I don't even know what he was talking about, honestly. Uh, he was talking about the Independence Day movie. Um, I don't know, but it led to another SmackDown person. Yeah, Moving Kaiser shows up. Um, and then uh, he introduces Gunther. Gunther gets in the ring and destroys uh, R-Truth, hits him with a clothesline and a powerbomb and wins. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm okay with Gunther just throwing, destroying people every week. But, it, you know, we're just, let's just come out and say the brand split's over. Let's just come out and I say know. the brand split's over. Like, why do we I have know. to keep pretending that there's a brand split? Because it it's not existing anymore. And it makes everyone seem stupid. And it thinks the audience look, you know, it makes it, like, just. It's so dumb. Just, just be over it. Um, and then your main event was a no-holds-barred match. Becky Lynch and Asuka once again wrestling. <coughs> this match was basically... Is it ever going to end? Oh, no, they're going to wrestle forever. Uh, there was trash cans. There was steel chairs. There was a uh, little bit of everything. The ending came when Asuka gets hit with the manhandle slam off the top second rope through the table, and Becky Lynch gets the win. Uh, if you're a fan of stupid comedy, this was the show for you. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Let's um, go to I can't believe this, but the more serious of the two shows, NXT. Uh, this was NXT Great American Bash. Hey, Nathan, we had a cookout on this show too, but it was just the opening sequence. So, um, we had the opening sequence. Awful as well. Uh, Brooks God Jensen damn. and Briggs and Fallon Henry were hosting the it, cookout. It, 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 it was just a like a bunch of horny teenagers around a. Cool. I'm telling you, NXT is just—it's the—it's—it's—it's it's, it's the frat house of the WWE locker room. Like NXT yeah. is just sex and rock and roll and wrestling. That's all it is. <laughs> but we start the yeah. show off. We get serious, and we have the women's tag title match: Toxic Attraction against Cora Jade and Roxanne yeah. Perez. This I, was a fun I like match. watching some JC James. This was a very fun match. Um. Ah, uh, it was, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty messy. It was messy, but I enjoyed it. Um, uh, Rose, uh, Jane Perez had a double super kick, Young Bucks, to Jane. Uh, she goes for the pin. Rose pulled the referee out of the ring. Referee then ejects her out. Um, I thought it was over because Jane countered her, um, hit her with the move. Gigi Dolan comes in. They try to double team. Jade breaks the pin up. And then Perez ends up countering into Pop Rocks. And Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez have taken the women's tag team championships. So Toxic Attraction lose. Are they going to actually keep the belts now? Because the last time Toxic Attraction lost, they won the belts back in one week. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um. Then uh, we had Tony D'Angelo in the backstage segment where he was talking to Electra, Joaquin, and Cruz. They were asking where, uh, you know, um, Escobar was, and he shows them a picture and says he's in the hospital. Yeah. Um, he basically says that Lopez has increased business at the port by 18%. Ah, fucking hell. <coughs> and then he basically says that Wild and Cruz have one last opportunity next week to show their loyalty to the family. Or they will be joining uh-huh. Santos in the hospital. What kind of business do they do at the port, Nathan? Yeah. Then we have Wesley. Well, oh, I, uh, I say fish. They, 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 they sell fish. Okay. Uh, back on the break, we had a big net from Pretty Deadly, <laughs> where they basically talk about um, their hometown. Essex is the fashion capital of the world, and then they make fun of Briggs and Jensen and basically say that they are going to take the tattoo titles off of them. The UK tactic talks. They tried to do uh, Southern accent. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, was we had Les- Wesley versus perfect. Trick Williams. Uh, Trick Williams dressed out as Muhammad Ali. <clears throat> um, you know, not what? a great match. Trick Williams does not. I, I never. Trick Williams wrestled like one match. I've never seen him wrestle before. Yeah. Like he said, one match before this. So obviously, he's going to be a little rusty. Never gets to wrestle. Um, Wesley did his best to make something out of this match. Uh, but Trick Williams puts something on his hand. We're unsure of what it is. No one says. Um, Vic says it smells like rubbing alcohol. Anyway, he puts it into his face, blinding him. 
And then uh, he hits a big spin kick, and Trick Williams pins Wesley. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Like, that seems like a like a evil villain heel move. Like, what the hell? Rubbing alcohol in the face? Yeah, that's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was a little extreme. Um, then uh, we have Tiffany Stratton backstage getting her makeup on. Wendy Chu throws powder in her face. They brawl throughout uh, the break. Uh, it's, it's in com- another, picture in picture. There's another comedy thing going on here. Uh, back from the break and the picture in picture. Hey, they're in the ring and they're finally going at it. Vic says that the match is supposed to take place later, but we're having it now because why not? Um, Stratton does a bunch of hand-based offense uh, where she works on Chu's hand. She no Pete Dunn. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, she pulled off one of Chu's fingernails. That was her big offensive move. Um, she uh, she went to the second rope. She hit the sleeper's elbow. Um, oh my god! Uh, Chu gets control, but then uh, Stratton catches her with a big power bomb. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Stratton looks like she got busted open from her nose a little bit. Um, but uh. Yeah, Stratton ends up hitting the corkscrew Vader bomb and gets the win. Yeah, I'm glad she won, even though I don't really like her either. I'm glad she won instead of the Um, Throughout this show, we had a couple weird promos, um, which I will try to explain. Um, so they had a um, QR code. Um, yeah, what was up, up with that? Screen. So if you scanned it, which I did, if you scanned it, all it does is pull up this page that says 8 colon 10 colon 11. And that's all it says. What the do you hell? think 8, 10, 11 means, Nathan? Well, considering we're way past 2011, it, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. No one knows. Obviously, the people are thinking... Uh, um. People are thinking it's Triple H taking back control and going back to the gold brand. Um, but I don't know why 18. I don't know what the significance of 18 11 is. I don't. Is that when, is that when NXT was founded? Uh, NXT found Um, NXT. I mean, no. Well, the first show, like the original NXT was 2010. Like oh, the game well, show. That, that, oh, that's the game show, though. We're talking about the. It was 2012 yeah. when NXT started. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what this means. That would be August. But August 10th, 2011. I don't know what the significance of that is. If that's yeah, what it is, know. if it's a date. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. see what that leads to. That's all it was. There was another promo for um, a new wrestler coming up onto uh, NXT Axiom. What the hell is that? Um, Axiom is a, uh, a math whiz. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be mad at who this is, Nathan. You're going to be so upset. Well, I've been upset with every one of these that they've done so far. Um, He did talk. His face was not shown. But based on the voice, it's most likely that Axiom is A-Kid. Well, that doesn't bother me too much. I didn't like A-Kid. Um, so, yeah. So, we had Axiom coming. He's a numbers guy. He's, he's a mathematician where he says that there's a solution to every problem. Uh, when the body fails, the mind can push you to different levels. So, he's like a super smart guy, I guess. And then we had the 8, 10, 11 thing. So I don't know what's going up with NXT. I don't know what that means. I guess we'll see if anything else new comes from it, but I don't know. Um, they had a bunch of backstage promos uh, in a roll. Um, basically, it's um, Core Jade and Roxanne Perez do an interview. Core Jade, uh, Roxanne says next week she's cashing in her ter- contract for a shot at Mandy Rose. All right. Then Cameron, and then Apollo Cruz came out. Um, he just talks about, you know, the last year, last couple of years, he said that, you know, when he'd go home, his kids, um, they didn't recognize him. And he said, basically his kids stopped watching when he was the South African, um, Apollo Cruz. 
And now he says when he turns home, the kids are excited to ask him questions about why are you that so Raven now? Uh, well, you know, Daddy, the only thing when did I you like become a that? fortune teller? <laughs> well, yeah, the only thing I didn't like about that is he basically just said that that was a character. Like, they didn't explain why. Yeah. How did he lose his accent? How? What the fuck? Um. I mean, I mean, I bet his kids ask him questions like, "Daddy, how can how, you didn't tell us you could see the future?" Yeah, no shit. Um, he is interrupted uh, by Zion Quinn, who is, you know, Zion Quinn's got to be the biggest uh, talker of himself, but can never back it up. Um, All he does is lose, but he keeps saying he's the future. Um, and then Giovanni Vinci shows up. Um, they yeah, get in the ring. Kind of- and talk and basically I guess uh they're gonna wrestle sometime. Yeah. So he kind of stole Zion Quinn's uh thunder there. Yeah, Vinci basically says that he has seven days to come up with a good good excuse to tell his children. Uh yeah. Then we're backstage with Ivy Nile for some reason. Uh she's asked about the diamond mine going against each other tonight. Um and then there's a big ruckus. And so she just walks over and tells them, hey guys, knock it off. And then everyone stops. <laughs> And then basically, uh, uh, I guess it was Tatum Paxley who getting into it with Katana Chance and Caden Carter. And Niall says, hey, buddy, you can't be doing this shit. Meet me in the Diamond Mind Dojo at 8 a.m. The other chick was really bad, by the way. Yeah, Tatum Paxley's not good at all. She didn't know what to say. Then we had another uh, J.D. McDonough, um, the former Jordan Devlin promo. Um, We got another vignette, and uh, he, he said some more stuff. North American title match. Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes. I know you're not a big Waller fan, but did you like this match? It was a good match. It was, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Wesley came out towards the end uh, and takes out Trick. Waller rolls through the ropes, um, but then Hayes met him midair with a big code breaker. Hit him with the flying leg drop, and then that was the end of the match. Carmelo Hayes retains the NXT championship or North American title. And then the QR code showed up. So um, then uh, then we had the NXT tag team title match, Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp versus the Creed Brothers. So Diamond Mine imploding here. Um, yeah. 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 You know, I, this was okay. Yeah. Damon Kemp has got a lot of work to do, and I mean, it was okay. I didn't expect it to end the way it did. Yeah. Um, Julie, they won with a diving forearm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, all, but but I mean, I will say, uh, is did jump him on his drop him on his head right before that. So, <laughs> but. Oh, yeah, diving forearm for the win. I think the Creed Bros win with a different move every single week. They don't uh, all, I know is, uh, all I know is all I know is them winning, what does that mean? Are they above, above the diamond mine now? Are they, uh, they don't need them? Um, after the match, the music hits, uh, and Kemp and Strong are hesitant to stand with the, cross, with the Creed Brothers. Um, then we hear from Mr. Stone, Sophia Cromwell, and Vaughn Wagner. Um, basically saying that Wagner should be on the show and he's not here. Um, and he's going to eventually, you know, take everybody out. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so Sokola came out, so they're going to wrestle. Then we have our next championship match. Cameron Grimes to the moon and Braun Breaker NXT title on the line. Uh, last week on the sh- on NXT, uh, Braun Breaker hurt his shoulder, so that is Cameron Grimes' uh, offense, shoulder-based offense, trying to take out Braun Breaker's shoulder. Um, but at the end of the match, he went for the what's he call that? The, the move he does? I don't know what he calls it. The cave in. Um, he was yeah. going for it off the second rope. But Braun met a midair with a big spear to retain. Uh, Braun standing tall. He's on the entranceway holding the belt up. And J.D. McDonough, the former Jordan Devlin, attacks Braun from behind, picks him up, slams him through one of the picnic tables. 
And then uh, JD basically uh, stares down Breaker as NXT Great American Bash goes off the air. So I guess we see yeah, so his new, uh, new, new, new opponent. Yeah, Braun Breaker's thing is he just gets beat up, gets laid out at the end of a show to set up a feud. Then he acts like he's not beat up. That's <laughs> his gimmick. He just he always gets beat up, then he acts like he's not beat up. Then during the match he shows he is beat up. Yeah, but then um, he still ends up winning. So uh, that was that was that was uh that was an and roll. We're off to a rolling yeah. start this week. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a little bit of we have a little bit of AEW news uh to discuss. Um, Tony Khan provided an update on Santana's injury. Uh, it's it's uh yeah, uh, he's out. Um, and it's he's gonna be out for a while. He said so. That's all he said, basically. It's a really long injury. Yeah. So he, he's going to be gone for a long time. Add him to the list. Um, apparently, yeah. Warner Media is on AEW. They're not, like, demanding it, but they want AEW to do more pay-per-view events than they've been doing. So we'll see if they end up doing more. I don't know if I like that or not. Um, I don't think they like that. No, I know AEW is not going to want to do it, but Warner no. Media is pressuring them. Not really pressuring them, but they've asked them, you know, if they could add more pay-per-view events. Huh. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure Warren Media sees like the after a pay per view, the ratings are better, better. So maybe they just want them to do more so they have better ratings. <laughs> um, and then uh, we're going to talk about the reason we're going to do this AEW and WWE uh, fantasy booking pay per view here. Uh, Tony Khan was asked if he would want to do, you know, if he'd be okay, would be willing to do a forbidden door type pay per view with. Um, with a WWE, and he said, sure. He goes, I don't know if they'd want to, um, but he said he'd have no problem doing one. So I figured, could we make a good show, Nathan? Could we book an AEW versus WWE pay-per-view and have matches that people want to see, and would it make sense? So I don't know about making sense, but uh, um, I made one. I'm going to be honest. I went against the things I hate. I, I went with the, There's so many people that you want to try to get on these shows. I now understand why AEW does so many multi-man matches. Well, I did the opposite of you, then. I have a lot of multi-man matches and multi-man matches. Really? So you have just <laughs> ten? We have we have, I we, we reduced it to ten to give us a challenge. Ten matches. Uh, so I guess we yeah. can just start with our openers and then uh, I guess work our way up or whatever you want to do it. I don't know if you, how you want to do this. Uh, you do your ten. I'll do my ten. How about? Okay. So my first match of the night would be Street Profits versus the Lucha Brothers. Feel like they could put on a banger of a match, um, and I feel like this would be an AEW match. Um, they put more focus on the tag team titles, tag teams than WWE does. So, you know, this would be a this would be a fun little match. My next match, uh, and this is barring all injuries are non-existent, I guess. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Gunther, because I would like to see Gunther and Danielson beat the shit out of each other for twenty minutes. Yes, absolutely. Um, my next match is a multi-woman match. It is it, these are all be this is a Survivor Series style elimination match. Just all oh, my five man man. Uh, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Oscar, Liv Morgan, and Bailey versus Jade Cargill, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Tony Storm, and Hikaru Shida. I feel like you got to get more women on the show than they normally do. So let's throw ten of them in a match and let them let them go. Oh, well, could be interesting. You could. I would end this match. With Belair hitting her um, her move on Nyla Rose, because I think that'd be a cool spot, and she could probably pull it off. Honestly, next match I have Pack versus Balor. Well, that'd be a good one. I don't know if they've ever wrestled in WWE, so uh, they, together, they so. may have. I don't think so. Because I think they kind of like left, like Pack left NXT right before Balor got there. Yeah, and then they never really intermingled on the main roster either. So. Um, the next one, FTR versus the Usos. I am not doing Usos and the Young Bucks. I will have that match later. I'm why why later? But let's find out who the real best team in the world is. FTR versus the Usos. I know they wrestled a lot in WWE, but the dumb yeah they had they had the potential to have a way better match. And so uh, I like to see it one more time. FTR are on a whole other level, and so are the Usos. They're way better now than they were when they wrestled FTR. So then we're gonna do another ten man tag because it's AEW and we got to. We got Darby Allen, 
uh, Keith Lee, Swerve, Aleister Black, and Murphy versus Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Austin Theory, Baron Corbin, and The Miz. I know that's the most random group of people, but I wanted to get as many people have been on TV lately as I could, so this was like the way I could do it, was just throwing all these random people in a match together. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, Charlotte versus Britt Baker. Of course, I think that's the match everyone would want to see out of the women's division. Um, they're the two that get, at least they're the two that get, um, you know, referenced with each other all the time. They're the two that people, uh, say they're alike. So let's just put them together. They're the two that get booked all the time anyway. So if they really did this show, that would be the match they put. This is the only women's match. If they only had one women's match, it would be Charlotte versus Baker, even though neither one of them are champion, but you know, yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. Um, this is why I would not have the Young Bucks versus uh, Usos because I am doing the New Day versus the Elite. It would be Biggie, Xavier, and, and Kofi versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. All right. This is like the video game dream. These guys are all friends in real life. They're all, you know, and hey, this is a match that Xavier Woods himself um, said that he wanted to have. So let's put it here if they were going to do this. I think that would be fun. The co-main would be the big main event Survivor Series match. We got Jungle Boy, Hangman, Moxley, Wardlow, and the um the uh unlike the person who doesn't want to be on the team but is MJF because you got the intrigue there of is he actually with AEW versus Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Riddle, Styles, and Cody who's on Team WWE. So you got that little uh, storyline there of Cody who founded this company. Um, but he's wrestling for WWE and MJF wants to go to WWE, but he's wrestling for team AEW. I think that'd be a fun All little, right. uh, fun little story. One, you could have someone screw someone over or something at the end. That'd be fun. And your main event, Roman Reigns for CM Punk because they're both champions and might as well. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only one that we have the same. Really? Wow. Yeah. Right. So we went completely different directions. Yeah. I wasn't sure how we would go with this. So this is interesting. Yes. So, uh, my first, I guess, I don't have a, yeah, you don't have to have an order of it, you know. Specific order, but I will start with some women here. I will have, uh, I'll start with uh, Bianca Belair taking on Jade Cardio. I almost, if I was going to do just singles matches, that's one of the matches I was going to put on there. Yeah, because then we'll find out, you know, if, uh, you know, we already know, we already know that Bianca is the fastest, strongest, you know, the greatest, yeah. but is she that bitchiest? <laughs> so, I say, I say though, Jay Cargill gets the win in this match. Uh, then we're going to have Charlotte taking on Britt Baker. Yeah, I read that the same. Yeah. I mean, and, that one writes uh, itself. I mean, that, that story one would write itself. I mean. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think Britt Baker would get the win in this match. Ooh. Oh, no, actually, nah, I'll go Charlotte. I'll go Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte doesn't lose. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll go Charlotte. Uh, then I'm going to have, uh, let's see, I'm think I'm going to go with, uh, I'll also have Gunther on the show, Walter, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but instead of uh, what you did, I'll have Walter versus Darby Allen. You know what? I almost did that exact same thing because – I wanted, I just want to see Walter destroy Darby Allen, and Darby Allen would be the only person crazy enough to let him do what he would like to do that shit. Yeah, I almost I put that, that same match. They could have a good match yeah. just because Darby's so fucking crazy that he would take a chop from Walter and sell oh, it like yeah. a million. Yeah, this, this match, the, 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 the tagline for this one would be choppity, choppity, chop, chop, coffin drop is what that would be. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I think we also have. Uh, we, I think we'd have uh, a cowboy, uh, Hangman Adam Page, taking on Austin Theory mm. Mm. to see who is going to be the supposed future of wrestling. I almost and, did a future uh, wrestling match, but it was two different people. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think. I think. Uh, I think Austin Theory would probably get the win. I don't think this man will let his boys lose. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, let's go with uh, Kenny Omega. Because we're, yeah, like you said, no injuries or whatever. Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins. That, see, that would be good. 
Um, that's a that, match that'd I be think, a good uh, they both have uh, mentioned each other before. Yeah. So they got that they had that little they had that little Twitter spat. So. Yeah, I think Kenny Omega gets the win in that one. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Dean Ambrose. Man, you just called him by his WWE name. Oh, sorry, uh, John Moxley. Cody uh, Moxley. And uh, yeah, and uh, this is the battle of the switcheroos here because they both been hopping, you know, they both hopped the the other company. Uh, but uh, also, uh, I, you know, Cody Cody Rhodes is going after Dean Ambrose here, Ryan, because Dean Ambrose kind of stole the thunder, became the top guy in AEW. Yeah, he's now the face of the company. Yeah, so that, that kind of writes stuff, and I think, uh, I think, uh, I think my job Moxley. Is this fought under hardcore rules? Because it's a Moxley match, and almost know. every match has to. Only if Cody Rhodes fights with a torn peg. <laughs> Cody, go take your peg. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then let's see. Uh, I mean, matches with that already. I don't even know. Dude, I. Uh, all right. And then we're going to have FTR taking on uh, uh, RK Bro. Nice. I think that would be a classic tag team match that FTR would like to do. Yeah, I think FTR would pick up the win. Nice. Uh, the Young Bucks and the Usos is definitely going to happen. Yeah, I mean, there. yeah. And this 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 party would be a smorgasbord of uh, super kicks because yeah, they both just throw them nonstop. So. It's the it's. And I think uh, I think the Usos pick up that. It's one. the quote dream match that everyone wants to see. Because apparently they had a really good match during the Young Bucks tryout. Uh-huh. I don't know if I've done nine yet or not. Because that I, nine... Dude, I... I oh, I, no. I got two more. I got two more here. Okay. okay. Uh, and then I would have... Just because... you got we've had, We haven't had any high-flying yet. So you got to have Ricochet taking on... I really don't like him, but Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I kind of left Sammy off mine, and I, I realized that after I did it, but I was like, I don't really like him anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, Sammy Guevara, Ricochet, just, you know, just to have yeah. the indie high spot, you know. Yeah, let him, let him have the the flippy match. Yeah, I think uh, I think Ricochet will pick that one up. All right. And then uh, in our main event, Ryan, Roman Reigns or CM Punk, straight edge or season straighter teeth. I say, uh, I say Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns will probably get the win here, just because CM Punk is too old to too old to go. Uh, that match would not be good, but I think. <laughs> I mean, Punk and Roman they don't really mesh, but. Um, I think I split it five and five, but I ain't gonna guarantee it. I can't remember. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh. This will never happen. Obviously. But it, it could be interesting to see, you know, how other people book. So I would wait. This is the question of the day. What would you book on an AEW versus WWE pay-per-view? And if you had to pick what company would go over, who would it be? All right. One quick news story that has huge, that could have, that could have huge implications in the future of professional wrestling. Um, OVW has apparently signed a deal with Netflix. Um. Apparently, filming has started already, um, and Netflix retains the right of a first refusal. So, technically, Netflix can cancel the deal before OVW can cancel the deal. But the reason this has such big, you know, ramifications for the future is that um, Netflix could one day, they've been trying, you know, they've been thinking about getting into live streaming and having live content. And so this could be a step of them doing wrestling because they already did Lucha Underground, like the first season of it or yeah. whatever. So if, if, if this works out and they like wrestling, once the contracts come up for AEW and WWE, Netflix could jump in that jump in that game and start putting their yeah. name in the hat about getting getting uh, some WWE programming on Netflix, which and would usually, be insane. Usually what Netflix does, Amazon Prime follows. So, so could we see in the near future – Wrestling on streaming platforms only. No longer on cable. No longer on TV. Just everything on I streaming. I think you could see some. I think you could see Impact going to one of them. 
I would like to see impact on a bigger yeah because they're on a channel no one watches. Um, I would like to see impact. I could see Dota be putting one of their shows or like a special show. I don't see them putting Raw or SmackDown on Netflix or Amazon. I could see AEW doing it though. But AEW, I could see doing it because a that gives them news, and it's like they're the first company to do it, so they'd be like you know making history, and plus. They could use the the eyes on it. I mean, you know, yep. some people don't watch wrestling only because it's not on streaming. They don't have cable, and so if you put it on yeah. Netflix or especially Amazon, and it's live, that people might tune in just because it's live. <laughs> yeah. Especially if wrestling is the first. Two. If wrestling is the first live show that Netflix that. does, it could get a lot of viewers. Yeah, and those are the two big ones, you know, Amazon and Netflix. So yeah. almost everybody's got one or the other. I mean, WWE's locked and, into that uh, Peacock deal for a while. So I don't see them going to another yeah. streaming service, but But it's always know. if this does work if this if this does work with OVW and Netflix, then I could totally see Amazon and Impact getting together. Yeah. Let's hope um, that works out for Impact. Netflix, you know, their subscribers have gone down lately. And, uh, you know, I'm this might be a way for them to – because wrestling's cheap for the company. Wrestling's cheap yeah. for the network. You know, it's programming that they're already going to produce anyway, so you're just paying, you know, you're not paying much for it, and you're not really having to help produce it at all. So, you know, if, if this works out, OVW, I've not watched OVW forever, apparently – Mahabal Ashira is the current uh, heavy, national heavyweight champion, and the heavyweight champion is Omar Amir. I don't know who that is, but that's our current champions. But, you know, I haven't watched OVW, but if it gets on Netflix, I might check it out and see what happens, you know? Um, yeah. I'm sure a lot of wrestling fans would. So, big news there that could potentially have a huge shakeup um, in the future of professional wrestling. We'll see one day if all of wrestling's on streaming services. Um I feel like it may eventually just because that's the future of everything. And so yeah. I don't see I see wrestling. Vince has always been like, you know, what's what's happening at he's always been kind of before, I don't know if he is now, but he used to be like cutting edge all the time. And so I could see him taking a risk and putting one of his shows on Netflix or Amazon or something. So uh that was a real quick story I want to talk about. I think that's gonna wrap up this episode, episode eight of high scores and high spots. This was a really fun one. Again, question of the day. If you had to book an AEW versus WWE pay-per-view, how would you book it? And who would you have win? If anybody, you know, you could split it like we did. Um, we appreciate you listening. As always, you can follow us on all the social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at Sabri ENT, YouTube at Sabri ENT, where you can watch this podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook at High Scores and High Spots. And for everyone listening, no, we are not belt makers. No, we are, we're a podcast. I don't know why people keep thinking we make belts. We don't make belts. Um, but you can follow us on Facebook as well, High Scores and High Sports, High Spots Podcast. Thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate you. He is Nathan. I am Ryan, reminding you to always hit your spots and set your scores. Later. <laughs>